Titles, go. Justice for Merle. Impact Jack. Slightly depressed. Master Balls. Common Sense, one. Oh, one. (laughs) (laughs) Number one seed in her bracket. Dominic Dumpsterfire. Identifies as Asian. Brackets busted. Hardcore punch. (laughs) All right. Let's do this. Warning. What you are about to hear contains explicit language, adult themes, and potentially disturbing content. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions of anyone else, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. This podcast is intended for an immature audience and should not be listened to by anyone, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. You know, fuck it. You've been warned. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. Corbs. I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm Jack. <laughs> Guys, what's got you geeked? Well, I don't know. I might have to like uh, give Kevin a run for his uh, anger here because I have not had a great two weeks since oh. we recorded. Um and I'm just going to lay it all out. You guys know some of it. But uh, so, you know, after years and years of, you know, my wife thinking about it and uh, me thinking about it, I, I paid off our synchrony card. That's what we use for home improvement stuff. You know, we want to buy furniture. It was paid off. Uh, I'm like, you know what? It's about time we got a real bed. We've been sleeping. I mean, it, it was a decent mattress. It's one I bought from Kevin Veer uh, back when I worked at a cell phone store. Um, it was a good mattress, but you know, it was still a spring mattress. It's 12 years old. We've been sleeping on it the entire time we've been together. Um, Avery was made on that mattress. So oh, too much yeah. information. <laughs> well, it's better than me saying she was made on your mattress. So deal with it. Um, so we finally decide that we're going to go ahead and we're, we're going to go down to Kevin's store because that's the only place I'll buy a mattress. And I'm not going to tell you the deal I got because uh, I was asked not to. All I will say is I was taken really, really good care of. And given where we are financially, I'm like, <laughs> we can swing this. Um, I will say that, you know, new mattresses, Paul, I scoffed at you and you said you got a $10,000 mattress. That's what they fucking cost. Yeah. Oh my God. Mattresses are so ridiculously expensive. Um, that being said, I was like, okay, we're comfortable with this. We can do this. We can handle it. That was Friday. Saturday, I wake up to no water. I'm sorry, no hot water. Go down to the basement, notice that there seems to be hot water coming out of my hot water heater and pooling on the floor. Uh, So I call around. I'm like, fuck, this is going to cost me a couple hundred dollars just to get it looked at. Um, I end up settling on a Falso uh, heating and plumbing, and they send out their their technician and their salesperson, which I guess is is their deal. You know, if they think they have to replace something, they send out a sales, which I thought I was going to get scammed, but they were actually both really fucking cool. so they look at it and um, just a little side note, which I'm going to do more on this later, but uh, the water's pooling in, there, there's a drain in that room 
And I'd seen it when I first went down there. I could see the drain. I didn't make a mental note of what it looked like. I assume, but there was a, a slight depression. Get down there, it's full, and I can't see it. So the the sales lady, she's grabbing a stick and like trying, thinking it must be blocked. And she's like, I, I can't feel anything down there, but I keep hitting something. So I reach my hand into the nasty water. I don't feel any grates. I feel a little um, like a tube. And it feels like there's a balloon or a nipple on it. And I'm sticking my finger in it, trying to figure out what the hell this is. Well, it turns out I found out later on that the, whoever put that in, that's a, a device for testing the pressure in the pipes when they install the drain. And it's been on there for 30 years. Wow. Well, it's supposed to be. But anyway, um, it turns out uh, as he fires up the boiler, they see a reflection because there's water underneath the, the furnace. The boiler and they he sees a giant calcium deposit on the burners and he's like whoa and he gets down there with his camera and he's taking pictures and he's showing me and basically if this thing had blown up it could have taken out part of our house because it's a, it's a red hot calcified ball of water had been dripping so the boiler itself was leaking as well uh, it all had to be replaced turns out the boiler was 27 years old didn't know that so i mean it's about time um $17,000 later. So, I mean, I'm happy we have one of those fancy systems. It's going to save us, you know, 30% on our uh, electric bill on the water. Uh, the difference between an old fashioned one and the newer ones, which are, are better was 2000 bucks. It was 15 grand or 17 grand. I'm just like, okay, you know, my wife's like, this is our punishment for going and being, you know, splurging on a bed. I'm like, we didn't splurge. Why would you buy a shitty bed? Right. It's the last mattress we're probably ever going to buy. Uh, so we're like, okay, well, we'll do this. They show up on Monday. They put it all in. We notice that our, our one cat, Emma, being a little weird, but okay. You know, there's strangers in the house. She's going to be weird. Tuesday, she's still acting very standoffish. Again, really strange. But, you know, maybe she's mad at us or still upset about the people being in the house. Uh, Wednesday. She uh, noticed that she's being very protective of her tail. and We don't know what's going on. And I start thinking, you know, because we left to get dinner at one point. We're like, oh, did somebody come up here and kick the cat or something? I'm about to go up one side of him and down the other. Thursday morning, she finally gets her into a position where she can see. And she's got a bloody hole next to her butthole. She had a, uh, a ruptured anal gland. So nothing to do with the, the installers, but I'm like, motherfucker, are you kidding me? So we ended up taking her to the vet and, you know, they had to give her antibiotics and, and pain medication. I mean, luckily it wasn't that bad. I will say Clear Lakes uh, Veterinary uh, out in uh, Brewerton, uh, we were recommended to go there by a DeWitt Animal Hospital and they were actually fantastic. And the, I'm like, the doctor's like, you know, he, we're asking him, you know, how much is this going to cost? Just ballpark. He's like, oh, maybe $300. I'm like, oh. That's like, you know, $2,000 less than I was expecting, given my experience with veterinary uh, bills. And it came to two twenty-five. dollars It was actually significantly less. So I'm like, cool. All right. At least it wasn't super expensive. Uh, so a lot of big, big expenses and one that we thought was going to be bigger, all lumped into just a few days. And um, to top it all off as I'm getting, you know, ready to go out today and, you know, get ready for the show and everything. My mother has learned how to dial her phone or a phone there at the uh, nursing home. And I went through about 28 minutes of fucking heart rending crazy today uh, of her. Like they took my baby. They say I'm too old to have had a baby, but I just gave birth to her a month ago. And I just, I'm just a fucking what the fuck? 
just why aren't you doing more and don't you care about seeing your your sister who doesn't exist i mean this woman literally put more effort and emotion into this fictional baby in that 28 minute phone call than she has any of my kids in the past 20 years it it's like the 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 sadness and resentment somehow coexist it's it's fucking i don't know i am i am i am that that is what i am uh, wow yeah so that's catching up with you who's next <laughs> did, did anything good happen last two weeks it doesn't sound <sighs> like it i uh smoked a pastrami i sent you guys a picture Fuck yeah! That, that was oh, delicious. Yeah. I, I, I actually, uh, I made um, a pastrami Reuben quesadilla for lunch today, and we have a, a Slack channel at work, um, and I, I, it's called Flavor Town, and I, I posted, I had posted the, what okay. happened to Jack? I had posted the, uh, the original pastrami, and he then I posted doesn't a, like pastrami. Oh, He's girl. afraid Emily's going to hear about it and want to eat. Um, I posted a picture of the quesadilla. My boss rolls in they mind you he's in texas and he you know he makes his own hot sauce he's a foodie too rolls in there he's like pardon my french but what the fuck like he never <laughs> thought of that before and i'm like dude you're from texas don't you throw everything on a quesadilla at some point <laughs> you know how am i out texas texasing you <laughs> and that's racist by the way you should be ashamed of yourself what <laughs> you can do that now <laughs> against texans yeah, stereotyping people like that. Oh my god! Shut Poor up, cat. Oh, by the way, I'm gonna have to get up at some point, maybe, and make sure Avery, sure Avery went to bed because tomorrow's at the laundromat because our big we're getting the new bed on Friday and want to wash our blankets that haven't been washed in about as long as we've been sleeping on that mattress because we don't have a washer that big. So I sent my wife to the laundromat. I'm hoping she comes back. <laughs> Actually, it was her idea, not mine. Right. <laughs> Who wants to go next? I will. I mean, okay. me, it's, it's just, it's two weeks. Two yeah, weeks you're getting close. Weekend. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So we've been. Uh, What's happening in two weeks, Corbs? I'm going to be in a, I'll be on my way to Augusta, Georgia. Woohoo! Yeah. Yeah. So uh, by probably by the time the, you guys record that night. I'll be probably about someplace Maryland, something nice. like that, down West Virginia area. But probably about half halfway. Nice. We're, we're talking about leaving. Uh, Three thirty, four o'clock. It's about a twelve and a half hour trip, so it'll put us down there about five o'clock in the morning. Hey, Jack's back. So uh, that's what I'm looking. That's what I'm looking forward to. It's 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 actually becoming reality that it's it's quickly coming up so uh i am looking forward to it i already got some of my uh i bought a few things already <laughs> what are the dates golf again? Balls. Uh-huh. what are the dates again you nice. bought golf golf balls to take to a, a golf tournament no you no this actually is, play with golf balls I, <laughs> <laughs> they're I actually was, uh, suckers that are shaped like golf balls <laughs> when i was uh when i first started playing i was i collected golf balls <laughs> i collected golf balls i have a a golf ball museum that I put the put the golf balls in. I have a golf ball from the Masters when my grandparents went nice. before they both passed away. So um 
And then, so I bought one. I found a website where you can buy stuff for the Masters, and I, I picked up that. So they're special edition or something? They're sold just Yeah, the... you, you, you can get stuff from last year's Masters. You can order stuff that'll have this year's stuff on it, and it'll be delivered. So it comes out, the tournament starts on the, the 6th. So by the 3rd, it would be shipped to you. So I wouldn't have it for the Masters. So Right. So I can still look Event... on it down there. They, they have a, a shop there that you can go and look and stuff like that. So Event merch. That's a, that's a novel idea. <laughs> What's that? Having a shop? event merch yeah <laughs> so you're excited you're going to go down there and buy some master balls i am all right <laughs> i already bought i already bought my balls up here so is is it a is it forbidden to like find a golf ball on the course and keep it yes <laughs> they'll probably run down and shoot you if you do that <laughs> they won't shoot you the fans will shoot you <laughs> well so, i mean if it dropped on your foot maybe you get to keep it well you see you know you talk about that now i went to um the pga championship uh i want to say probably 20 years ago when it was up last time it was up in rochester it was actually in rochester this this year and i'm going this year to that one for a day um we bought tickets last year to that so we were going and i was with my buddy paul knows justin and we're just walking down the fairway and like Kev said, ball lands like right next to us. <laughs> we're like, what? We didn't even realize that somebody was teeing off or whatever. So we're like, what the hell? So it's, well, we'll stand here for a second. See who goes walking up. A couple minutes later, up comes walking Freddie Couples, one of the best players in the tour at the time. And we were like, he's like, I didn't hit anybody, did I? And at the time, we're like, no, no. Then we thought about it after. We're like, should have said, yeah. If you see it now, guys get hit by golf balls. I mean, the, the players give them like gloves and they, they, they still sign the golf ball for them and just they give them a whole bunch of shit. We were like, fuck, we should have said yes. <laughs> well, it kind of you know, grazed me right here. <laughs> here, so much here, but right in here. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's 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 it for me. Two weeks. Outstanding. I'm looking forward to it. So, my my wife's gonna be down in uh, Atlanta uh, for the first the, the weekend of the first. Nice, but she'll probably be gone by the time I, I get down in that. Yeah, area. yeah, that's going down for a family thing. Oh, okay. Not golf. No. Not golf. I don't know. They might play golf for all I know. I don't give a fuck. Else, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin knows she's not gonna be there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Is more more last of us covered that time? Oh, I got something to tell you about that. No boy. We get there. All right. Um <laughs> would, who wants to go next? I'll just I'll just throw mine out. Um it has kind of do to do with uh what Corb said and what, what we're gonna talk about in a few minutes. Um I have I've had uh a good couple of weeks. Um this the new show that's been out, you know, we've been watching and you know, Paul let me borrow his uh, his PS4 and me getting an opportunity to play the game alongside the show. I've had a really good time with that, and uh, I made some discoveries with it, and uh, I'm going to share them with you a little bit later. But uh, that's that's been that's been the highlight of my last couple of weeks. I mean, that and the weather getting warmer, obviously. You know, if we can't go snowmobile, at least I'll be able to get the motorcycle out here pretty quick. So, but we'll talk about it a little bit more. Perfect. <laughs> Jack, go ahead. Um. I don't know. We just been busy as usual. 
Uh, but I guess what has me geeked this week, um, and it's got some feels with some hardcore punch behind it, I like to call it. So it's pretty cool. Like with my second job, like um, I can do what I want with it, like work in any department, like like um, I want, which is really neat. So one Rock of my good buddies, yeah, seriously, one of oh, one of my buddies, he just turned forty six the other day. Uh, we usually um, used to work in uh, the produce department. So we used to close the department all together. So it was kind of cool. Little backstory. So this is where the hardcore punch and feels come in. So uh, one night we were getting ready to close and this guy's a teacher. He doesn't come to work. So I'm like, okay, that's unusual. So that's kind of weird. I call him, go straight to voicemail, leave him a voicemail. I'm like, yo, bro, hope you're okay. Just seeing what's going on, yada, yada, yada. Um, he calls me the next day. He's like, yeah, sorry, I missed your call. Everything okay? He's like, no, no, not not at all. So um, his his father just retired maybe a couple weeks ago. Like this is years ago, like, like uh, retired and all that. His father was like on his motorcycle. Um, totally fine. But this person opens their driver's side door and he comes, he falls off his motorcycle and dies on impact. Yeah. Jeez. So, so I was like, shit, I'm like, okay, I'm so, I was like, we were on the phone for like a good half hour. This was years ago. I was like, wow, this is tough. So I went to Wegmans and I was like, look at Aaron. Um, it, I went to them. I was like, we have to do something. We have to do something They're like, well, for part-timers, we really can't do anything for part-timers. You're full-time, your management will, will take care of you. I was like, well, that's not going to happen. So literally, um, I just went around to every department, which was really cool. We raised $8,653.24. Well, nice. By $1, $5, $10, $20. But I just kept it as, as I was like, I can get this in a check, but I thought it'd be kind of cool to just get like, um, just get it as a lump sum just like that. Then I raised that money and then I went to his house we, I went to the funeral and wake and all that. And I went to see him and his son, his wife were there. And then I went with his favorite six pack of Guinness because we always had a Guinness like after work sometimes and just like talk, shoot the shit and all that. He's like you guys, he's like a big brother. And we just would always reminisce and all that. This guy was, wow. He just, he just like bear hugged me. He's like, wow, thank you so much for all that. So that was kind of cool. Let's fast forward a little bit now to 10, 12 years down the road. I come back to Wegmans. Who's the first person I see? It's my buddy right there. He's uh, still working there part-time. And um, this is where the hardcore punch and feels happen. His son, I always ask him, how's your wife? How's your son? I feel a tap on my shoulder. And it's his son I've never met before. He's like, dad, is this the guy that you told me about? He's like, yeah, this is the guy. He's like, he's like, wow, I hope I can be half the man I am like you someday. I'm like, no, it's all good. We're just helping a uh, friend out and all that stuff so it's kind of cool to meet his son and his wife all these years we still joke around we shoot the shit all the time but this guy like he it's like somebody that made an impact on my life and i was like this guy i care about it's like i care about you guys you want to just go above and beyond for that person so now i guess with um my part-time job they say oh yeah if you're part-time or full-time no matter what we'll help you out we'll help you out i'm like whatever um, just if you're a good person, karma is a good thing. So it's kind of nice to come in full circle. And it's just like about helping people. And it's just like, I guess it's it's got a hardcore punch, but really good type feels with it. So meeting his wife and son this past week was really kind of nice because I've known this guy for 
probably 15 years, I would say. And it's just great. We're going to go out and get a couple Guinnesses next week and catch up more. But his father, I never got to meet, but he tells me stories about him because like, it's tough to talk about a parent if that's like a tragically that happened, but him and I are so close to each other. And we can talk about like, how's your mom doing? How's your dad? Like, like what did your, his dad was a, a lawyer. His dad was a lawyer for 40 plus years and he just retired two weeks after he retires. He's out joyriding and that freak accident happened, but it's a, his dad's his angel now looking over him and all that stuff. But like I said, it's been good, but with some hardcore feels with a little punch inside. What does karma do for people that aren't so good? So it's good for people that are really good. What does he it need, do for people? He that... needs the karma to offset the bad karma for how he treats his girlfriend. That's what it does. I, I don't no, know. No, no, like, I'm not asking yeah. for Jack. I'm asking for a friend. Well, the, yeah, exactly. Well, like it's like what my grandma always told you do good for people, it's always going to come full circle and all that. But if you do shit, then you're going to be fucked. That's what her exact words were. Hey, so, yeah, here, here to the fucked. Here, let, let me here, put here. it into a, a more realistic perspective for you, Kev. The reason I mow multiple neighbors' lawns and clean their driveways with, of snow during the winter uh, and summer is because I hope when I'm too old to do it, there'll be some young guy who will do that for me. And if that happens, that means I built up good karma. I'm probably going to be fucked, but... You know, is that when not? you got your is that when you got your mattress and you said you took good care of you in the back with all the favors and all that? No, no, <laughs> Kevin dude. <I'm> just... <laughs> he was my boss for eight years. I made that I helped make I know, that man, I know. the millions he used to start his mattress business. So <laughs> um now he's always been good. You know, people say about, you know, they go, Oh, Kevin Fear, yeah, he's like that Billy Fusillo. I can't stand him, all the ads on the radio. I'll tell you this. He always treated me fairly. He was a fantastic boss. And uh, I, I don't have a single bad word to say about him. For all the, the awesome. people talk about him, you know, I worked with him for eight years and nothing but a, a top top shelf person all around. He so was really good to me. He was a really cool guy. People assume he's some kind of dick just because he's successful, but he's not. Well, he's got that look about him. He does. I, I, I'll, I'll give you that. But he's a really cool I, guy. I'd much rather judge people that I know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know this yeah, guy. If you need I a mattress, free plug. Go to Mattress Express. I went to the one on Erie, Erie Boulevard. but uh, There's oh, also okay. one in Destiny if you have nine a bulletproof vest. Did you know that? There's nine, nine? of them. That's awesome. Nine. Wow. He That's got impressive. out of the cell phone business, didn't he? Yeah, because it, it's it's not really a big money maker like it used to be, but uh, right. mattresses apparently are. Everybody needs a fuck pad. Things you can't use for titles. <laughs> Just have app dash 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 pad. <laughs> uh, I guess it's my turn, right? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and use my What's Got Me Geeked also is a WTF file, so let's hit it. Okay, um, so Madison turned 13 in February, oh. and we had a, uh, Kevin, I think you've already heard this story. I saw uh, it on Facebook. Yeah, I think everybody saw that on Facebook. 
and uh she she had she didn't want to have a actual like birthday party birthday party she wanted to have her her day of fun she she got to choose a couple of activities that we would do for the day have two friends with her and kylie and just have a good time started off in camillus at charlie's ice cream place is super cool um it's built into an old bank in camillus and um it's an ice cream shop, but they do like kids parties where you can decorate these little ice cream cakes. Had a blast. Really cool. Uh, the only downside Madison could find with that was that uh, they were playing kids bops versions of BTS songs and she took offense to this. <clears throat> don't. You don't want to. I don't even know what that means. Yeah. Um, A, a BTS is um a K-pop no, boy band. There you go. You can go on. It does. You don't have to. That's where we're going with it. That's fine. So from there, we were supposed to go out to Cicero for them to have like a painting <laughs> party. I love the looks on people's faces here because you guys all know what's coming. <clears throat> Just by your text messages. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jack got an extra dose of it for another reason. <laughs> Um, so we, we had booked this place out in Cicero. It's a, it's a small local business guy, um, called Jack's off color painting. Okay. Uh, we booked it way in advance in January, picked out, they were going to, they were going to paint in an elephant thing, a cartoony elephant. That's what Madison chose. So we leave Charlie's the day of, now this is February 18th. This is a month after we booked it. And I'm driving from Camillus, heading towards Cicero. I flip my phone open. I'm getting into my emails, not while I'm driving, because that's illegal, um, to find the tickets, because they sent e-tickets. Um, <laughs> well, uh, I didn't find the e-tickets, but I did find two emails from um, Jack. Not our Jack, this Jack. Um, first one said that he was canceling the party because and this is what he said my breaker no my box blew have to cancel the party then the next one says i hope you're getting these first i called Kristen so we could call an audible she she fixed it you know she she actually stopped at dollar tree and got painting supplies and canvases and everything so the kids still had a blast i called jack off uh painting guy the jack off and um, had a discussion with him. Apparently, there was a storm a day or two prior in Cicero. And um, when it did, it, it burnt out his breaker box. And so he had no power at the place and had to uh, cancel the party. Promised me right then and there that they were fixing it on Tuesday. And he would call me on Tuesday to reschedule the party free of charge and refund my money as after I got off the phone with him. Move on from there. Madison has her day of fun. She's all okay with it. Tuesday comes and goes. Hear nothing from him. So I email him again, reaching out, saying, hey, you know, what's going on with the refund? What's the deal? We go back and forth. I get more excuses. Big bursts of time where I don't hear from him. Um, at one point, I, I finally, I'm starting to get irritated. Now we're into this past week or two now flash forward and i finally get kind of snotty with him I'm like dude where's my money it's been two months like what the hell dude uh, and i and then he was like oh you know my, my my mom 
just passed away, you know, I'm having a rough time. Knowing where I'm at in my life right now with everything, I was like, oh, man, okay, you know, take some time. <laughs> We're up to last week now, and I'm back at, at him, and I'm like, hey, man, you know, you said it was going to be next week. Where's the money? And now it's, I have to wait on a deposit from my bank. I'll get it to you by the end of this week. And now I'm like, dude, what the fuck? So I told him, I said, look, I'm out of patience. This is this is unacceptable at this point. And it goes on. I told I, I and I even gave him a time limit, I think. I was like, you have until like five o'clock to get a hold of me and get this figured out. He emailed me at like 4 30, and that was the song and dance about waiting on the deposit. So the next day I, I compose an email from my work email that reiterates all the times I've tried to get a hold of him and the whole story and everything. And I'm like, I want my money by four o'clock today. That comes and goes. So Thursday of last week, we've had enough. And Kristen goes public with it. Blasts him on Facebook. So I, I follow suit and I put it out there too. And we we hit him up with, with review bombs and everything. He starts blocking us. So I start hopping on the different podcast pages to continue to review bomb him. Um, so now I've gone completely scorched earth, as I put it. Um, to the tune of it going on all day with him trying to block all different pages, insinuating that we're full of shit, we're lying and all this. Apparently, this scumbag has been doing this for at least the last couple of months. By the way, his mom's still alive. Um, and um, I, I get other information from other sources about that this guy's got a track record of, you know, money problems and crazy pants stuff. Um, but we caused such a stir in this man's life on social media that he finally caved in on that afternoon and paid us back. But now I'm still getting dinged by other people that are having the same issues. So I'm basically coaching all of these other people on how to get their money back from him. <laughs> oh, I love it. So he, he, uh, he, he, when he refunded our money, he put in the Venmo thing to Kristen um, here's your refund. Sorry about the wait. Can you please tell your friends to stop doing this? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, um, because we didn't just hit him on Facebook. We went right to Google and like where all the Google reviews are. And this is why we were discussing that yesterday, Kev. We hit him there too. And like his his rating plummeted from an almost a five down to like a three point two. <laughs> so we're we're hitting him pretty hard. We did put addendums in and say he finally did pay us. But I, I still stand by the fact that dude's a piece of shit. Look what it yeah, took though. Yeah, but yeah. look at yeah, look Kevin said, look how long it took. I mean, if you if you didn't do that, you would never have seen your money again. Right. No. And it wasn't a massive amount of money, but that wasn't the point. It's like now you're fucking with my kid's birthday, dude. Like that's just where I crossed the line. Like, I, I think I said it to you, Kev, at work. I was like, all right, if Kristen had booked that for her girlfriends or whatever just to go and she got ripped off, it sucks to be you. You're stupid, you know? But right. don't fuck with Madison. <laughs> like, hey, don't, don't, fuck with, don't fuck with the kids. Nope. So that's, that was my what's got me geeked slash what WTF file. That uh, that was good times. Um, I'm, I'm still blocked on his site, by the way. He. He well, he's not me. gonna unblock you after he that. unblocked Kristen. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'll mention my stuff off mic because I don't want to mention this on microphone. But I'm, I'm, I'm 
I'm in a meeting with my boss and my phone's <laughs> going off and I'm like, Paul, he's like, how the fuck do you know Jack? I'm like, good morning to you too, Paul. <laughs> Jack's like, but I am Jack. <laughs> no, but it's true what Paul says though. I can say this on Mike, his painting is Jack's off painting. It's painting. It's Jack's really off he's, color it, painting. Yeah. yeah Jack, Jack off. He's very eccentric. And when you said his mother is still alive and she's very much alive for sure, but he is very eccentric. That's all I'm going to say here. A lot came out about this guy on that afternoon from other people. Someone else chimed in and this is public record that's out there on his reviews now that he was um, with a, a girl in a relationship for seven years, took her family for a bunch of money, insinuating that he had cancer. Uh, found out he never had cancer and he had another relationship going on behind this girl's back and was doing the same thing to her. What? Oh, yeah. And he's got a GoFundMe going to tr- keep his uh, his place in business. Yes, he does. <laughs> yeah. And all of this is a matter of public record, so he can't come back on us for anything. So, Plus, I just kind of want him to give me a reason to show up at his studio. Just well, don't worry if you're worried about legal trouble. I'm going to call out a complete stranger later on. We'll see where that goes. Outstanding. It's uh-huh. turning to a good show tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a very angry <laughs> show. <laughs> what but, has you dark? <laughs> I think that means it's time for Kev's favorite part of the night. Kev's tabletop review. Okay, so this week I've got a game for you from, uh, I think it's Foam Hammer Foam? Foam Foam Hammer Games Games out of Utica, New York. Yep, and uh, they're wrestling fans, and they have made a game called uh, Book It, a game by Paul Laporte uh, with art by Alex uh, Mahoney. And Book It is a game for the pro wrestling promoter card game is is what this was for. Now, the setup on this is much too large for me to actually show you the whole thing. But the the way it goes, and let me just read you what I have for the promo from BoardGameGeeks.com. All right, let me read you a little bit of this. In the world of pro wrestling, the real cutthroat competition comes from the promoters of your favorite events. Take control of your own wrestling promotion. Choose your style. Sign your wrestlers. Develop local talent, boost your reputation, and sabotage your rivals. Think you've got what it takes to run pro the best pro wrestling company in the world? Well, then book it. And it goes on from there. There's quite a bit, there's quite a bit more than that. But uh, what I want to show you is a little bit of what the game has to offer. Um, what you're seeing uh, up here are the different venue cards, and I want to read you what they are. And I mean, I'll tell you a little bit about what, how all this is used. But what's really interesting about this being venues is some of them may actually mean something to you. Uh, Mall of America in Minneapolis, Mexico City, Mexico, L.A., California, Montreal, Quebec, Memphis, Tennessee, Philadelphia, PA, Boston, Mass, Orlando, Florida, San Antonio, Texas, and Utica, New York. These are all special venues. Each one of these has not only a cost associated with it, which is a cost in the upper right-hand corner, but they have special bonuses that they provide for different kinds of wrestlers. What are the different kinds of wrestlers? 
So uh, let me just go through those real quick. I'll show you what, what we have to offer. We have uh, hardcore, hardcore wrestlers. We have the strong style wrestlers. We have a hybrid style, a sports entertainment style, and a, and I think it's pronounced Luca Libre, but he pronounces it Lucha Libre. Now, now I understand it, it has to do with somebody's name or an event or something. I get that, but uh, the fact that it's mispronounced doesn't really make me all that happy. Um. Anyway. The way this works um, and how this is laid out is you have um, you have a reputation card, right? A reputation board that you play and you start you start at the zero. There's different colored playing pieces so you can keep track of your position on the board, how much reputation you have, and which uh, which turn you're in because you only have six turns to get as much reputation as you can to win the game. Okay. And the way you get reputation, and I'm really going to, I'm really going to shorten this because it really, there's, there's so much to this. The way you get reputation is by picking wrestlers that go well together. So if you have wrestlers, maybe I have seven, eight, 10 wrestlers in my hand, including these jobbers, which are my locals and a couple of journeymen, which are, advanced locals when i have these all together i have to use their star points combined with their cost um, or their their abilities move together and you you make money based on the events you put together or you make and you make reputation based on the events you put together so the idea is to select correctly as you go through um, you're given 25 dollars uh, five jobbers, which are locals, jobber cards are jobber cards are there's your local wrestlers. Um, twenty five dollars, five locals, and then you are you 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 put out ten wrestler cards in front of you, and you can buy wrestlers, or you can buy special announcements, or you can buy dirt sheets, special announcements and dirt sheets. Special announcement, what that does is that gives you a little bonus for your round, right? And that that is good for your entire round. What a dirt sheet is, is typically something that you do against another player. Be careful with these because these will come back to bite you. The dirtier you are, the dirtier someone else's is going to be to you. So using all of this together, you have uh, a few rounds you have to go through. Six rounds, like I said. And the order of play, and I have to put my glasses on to read this, I'm sorry. Um, the order of play is your venue phase. So you pick your venue. And again, your venue um, can have some bonuses based on the type of um, the type of player you are. You have a signing phase. So you sign your, you pick your wrestlers that, that you want to use. Then you have a booking phase, which is where you actually uh, pit the wrestlers against each other. The way, the, the reason why it doesn't really work out well for you is because you may have eight or 10 wrestler cards in your hand. You have to shuffle them, and then you have to pick the first six. Make the best matches you can out of the first six. Hope that you make your money back. Hope that you make your reputation, and then play the rest of your cards two at a time. Every two cards is the next match. You, uh, you get your money based on... The money comes back to you based on the star points. In this case... Three and five is eight divided by two. That's four 
actually no that's eight dollars back but the um uh what is that costing the work rate work rates are four four and four is eight that's actually um a four so eight divided by two is four that is um that would be four reputation and you go around from there and in then you add everything together you get your money back you add your reputation back follow your reputation on the board there is so much to this i watched four videos two of them were from the develop from the from the game developer actually done by paul laporte the other two were done one was done by a, a mental retard and the other one was done by um a guy that actually knew what he was talking about and, and actually played through it really well. And only about five fucking minutes before we, we went on air did I finally get how this fucking game is played. And I, it's not it's not simple. It's not easy. Does it look like it might be fun? It actually does. I'm going to admit that it's probably going to be a pretty good time, especially with 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 uh, uh, three other players, you want to do you want to do four players. You can play this by yourself, but you want to play it with four people, um, just because that's that's going to the way it's going to work out the best. The problem I had, I actually thought I actually thought I was missing some stuff, but the setup here is actually missing some information. But the setup here says to take, for example, six jobber cards. You can't do that. Like I say, jobbers are their local wrestlers. Mm-hmm. There's only twenty jobber cards. Well, that's five per player if right. you're playing yeah. five players, not six. Um, there's It says in here there's 13 venues. Well, there's only 10. And guess what? There's only 10 in every video I found. So some of the directions aren't quite right. But but you can get past that. You can you can work your way past that. And between the between the between the videos and actually playing through this and reading the directions stumbling through your first time i think it would actually become pretty evident how the game works uh, remember the mechanism is that you are you are trying to get your reputation and the money you make back on your your uh, bookings that's what you use to buy your next group of wrestlers okay and you can upgrade jobbers to journeymen and then you keep the journeymen and the jobbers Journeyman jobbers are your locals. They keep coming back. You keep using those over and over again. Uh, sometimes you get to keep your wrestlers, but they all go back when the job's done. When the booking's done, all the wrestlers go back. You pick new wrestlers, et cetera. It keeps going on and on and on. And that's where the money comes in. So, again, a lot to it. An awful lot to it. Let me just read you what Board Game, board game Geek breaks down the game. Uh, so, we've got one to four players. Like I say, one, It is this is a solitaire game. 60 to 90 minutes, they say to expect a little bit more than that if it's your first time through uh, because you want to be able to uh, read through the directions and go back to them. Ages 13 and up, I'm going to say you're going to want to do a little bit older than that because you're going to want to be drinking and you're going to swear a lot. Um, The weight, 2.18 out of 5. That is fucking horseshit. This is a 3 if I've ever seen one. Telling you right now, this is not a 2.18. This is more than that. This is there's so much to the setup in this and there's so many things to keep in mind and consider, you know, the venue and the, and the, and the game type. Remember, you know, is it, is it a sports entertainment game? Is it a hybrid? Is it a, is it a, is, you know, a sports, a, a strong hardcore, everything affects everything else in a way that just, it just, it, it, there's a lot to remember. 
there's a lot to do and there's a lot to this fucking game and i needed more than an hour and a half to to research it is what it boiled down to so book it um book it uh the pro wrestling promoter card game by paul laporte jr and uh foam by and foam finger foam hammer foam finger foam foam finger. hammer foam finger see that see that right there foam finger <laughs> oh there goes my headset um yep now Kyle, right my ears. i yep. have questions um do you think yeah it's a little more intuitive if you're like a wrestling mark like you're if you're if you're really involved in like the wrestling uh, fandom where some I don't of that know. stuff makes more sense. I don't know because just because you're a fan, does that mean you understand how promoting a, a wrestling event would work? I wouldn't say that particularly, but you might understand like the different styles and stuff they reference better. That's I'm just curious. I have I've yet to get to look at us. This was actually just delivered so, to Geekpod Studios today. So so okay. Um I'm just curious. I, I, I hear I, what you're saying. The names and stuff may be familiar to you, but you have to understand how the styles benefit the different, the different types of wrestlers. Like I mean, the Lucha Libre, I guarantee that uh, that's benefited off of Mexico City. It is. So yeah. Lucha Libre wrestlers get plus two. There you go. Okay, huh. so maybe maybe you would expect that because you understand how those two go together. Okay, so yeah, so maybe there is an aspect of this that would make more well, sense to. Let's really test it because that one's too easy. Is the benefit for Philadelphia to hardcore wrestlers? Hardcore wrestlers get plus two. Sports yep. entertainers get minus one. That makes perfect okay. sense. Yep. Does it really? Yeah. It does. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and maybe Utica, that's... Utica locals get plus one. Well, that's they're getting because they made it game. out of there. That's I'm oh, all right. That. All right. That's Utica. They need all the pluses they can get. <laughs> right. So how about Los Angeles wrestlers with four star or more get plus two, um, plus two on the um the work rate. Well, Los Angeles lots of work is going to be a big show. Okay. Right. So gonna... okay. There's the answer to your question. Huh. You understand, you understand the game at, in a way that would make you be able to put things together and, and and have it make sense for you, and maybe maybe it would help you actually play the game. And, and so, in other words, if I play this game with you guys, I will be at an extreme, um, you know, uh, disability. Not that I'm not. I don't like that one reviewer. <laughs> that fucking guy. <laughs> How much is it, Kev? <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> it's got to be on Board Game Geek. Because every every great piece of information about every game that you want to play is on BoardGameGeek.com. This is not a paid promotion. I just love their website, and I use it uh, for all the information I can find. Uh, eBay, 40 bucks. Um, Book it, Pro Wrestling Coder, first edition. I don't know where that... Oh, Geek Market. So that's on Board Game Geek. $54. Oh, there's a Kickstarter edition came out in 2019, $79. So maybe that has a little something else extra with it. I'm not sure. Um, uh, the one thing you can't see is these are the dollars here. You hold them under. These are your, your money. Mm -hmm. you, you trade that back and forth. 
you know, for different things. Obviously, you have to buy wrestlers, and then you get paid right. back for your different uh, events. And then these over here, these stacks, one, two, three, four, five. This is how you keep track of your um, your um, not. It's not karma. It's um, reputation. Reputation. Yes. Thank you. When you when you actually do it, you can just set them on there, and and that helps you remember. And then you can count them up and and do it that way. Cool. Um, I am going to. I, I just wanted to put out there that Foam Hammer did compost this game they they sent it to us directly um wow. so thank you foam hammer for that um, probably being a little rough on them but i'm also just trying to have fun with it because i didn't have enough time this is the, right. this is a more difficult game it needed more it needed more of my attention gotcha um maybe uh maybe bring that for the uh, wrestlemania night one Party. Yeah, because you're gonna have so much free time to do stuff when you're watching TV and yeah. eating food. Like Kevin, and... did you? Now I have a question. Did you devote so little time to it because you thought the game was fake? No, because we ate dinner and then I came upstairs and I immediately started into the game and I I got home. I don't know six six thirty something like that. That was a joke, Kevin. You didn't really need to tell me what you did. Oh yeah, no, I. I typically, you know, if I, for the games that I review, I typically, you know, an hour is usually more than enough for me to get the handle of it. And this one, having it in front of me, I thought it would, I thought it wouldn't take nearly as much time, but holy shit. I think Corbs went to bed. There's a lot. Uh, no, I know where Corbs went. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> there's a lot, there's a lot to put together with this, you know, and it, it's just a matter of, once you understand it, I think you'd be all right, but. All right. Well, once again, thank you, Foam Hammer Games. <laughs> foam thank you, Foam Finger. <laughs> and this is Finger. Book It. And um, as I understand it, there are a few um, expansions for the game that oh, can be God. purchased off of their website, FoamHammerGames.com. Okay, so you guys know the wrestlers. So these these wrestlers are supposed to be parodies? Yeah, that's definitely based off of Damn. Bailey. Yeah. Okay. Body count. Seth, Seth Rollins? No. All right, let's skip that one. Kendo? Carlito? Um, <laughs> no, no. Um, the guy with the mullet. Brian Cage? Yes. Okay. Dan Gan. And what is he? Do, do, do we know? So the purple is um, hardcore. Purple is hardcore. Sandman, maybe? Rob Van Dam? Mm -hmm. <laughs> no. Looks like Maven. <laughs> Maya. Maya. Bianca Belair? <laughs> You're only saying that because they're both black. <laughs> yeah. Bud Drinker. That Sandman. definitely Bud Sandman. Drinker! Stone Cold. Stone Cold. No, Bud Sandman. Drinker! Shawn Michaels? Jaden Prince. Is that a... Entertainment I'll go Shawn Michaels on that one. I would too. That I get vibes of him off of it. Sabu. Sabu, definitely. <laughs> Ray Mysterio. That's Jack. That's me. Raven. That's a Joker. War yeah. Kawasaki. Looks like Ministry of Darkness Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I wanted to go through a couple of wrestling cards with you guys because they were. They were. Uh, they said that they were parodies of uh, wrestlers. So, cool. I want you to look forward to that. Outstanding. All right. All right. Well, I guess uh, we'll throw it to commercial. We'll come back with the news. Stick with us, guys. 
Hi, this is Craig Palmer. If you ever aspire to be a wrestler, come on down to Upstate Wrestling Entertainment, located at 1121 Glenwood Avenue in York. We're open every Tuesday and Thursday from 6.30 p.m. till 9 p.m. Come on down and join us. See you then. Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a keyback issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is THE king of comics. Now, before you try and figure out how to slip, so I was finger-banging my basement drain when the Falso guy said the boiler was shot, too, into your opening bit. Here's the news. First up, into the Oscarverse. The 95th Annual Academy Awards were last week, and they turned out to be a big night for the underdogs, women, and minorities. If Brendan Fraser getting the award for Best Actor for The Whale wasn't enough, Michelle Yeoh, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Short Round all won their respective categories, with Everything Everywhere All at Once winning the big one. But it was not without controversy. Uh, NPR tweeted, Michelle Yeoh wins the Oscar for Best Actress, making history as the first person who identifies as Asian to win the award. This was followed by a ton of folks responding, such as Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who said, she is Asian because she was born Asian. It doesn't matter how she identifies. What does that even mean? Identifies as Asian? Are you kidding me? Does NPR identify as the National Enquirer? SmartBlock CMO Mark Fiddleman wrote, and delete your goddamn account. She is Asian. She doesn't identify as Asian, political commenter, commenter Ian Miles Cheong told NPR. Now, while the tweet could have used some context, I, I see, we also have this thing called Google, which can find pretty much any information you need. And if they had used it, they would have found that Merle Oberon was the first Asian woman nominated for the Academy Award for Best Actress in 1935. Oberon hid her heritage to avoid discrimination. So, Michelle Yeoh is actually the first Asian woman who identifies as Asian to win. I mean, don't let that stop your fake manufactured outrage or anything. I mean, God forbid they hadn't made the distinction, and then you'd all be holding justice for Merle signs or some shit. Then that would lead to more Walking Dead memes, and who doesn't need more Michael Rooker in their lives? I know I sure do. <laughs> Next up <laughs> is the Emo DCEU returning. Filmmaker Zack Snyder posted a mysterious video asking folks to save the date for April 28th to the 30th. A voice which sounds much like Ray Porter's voice work as Darkseid in Zack Snyder's Justice League cut then says April 28th, 29th, 30th, save the date. Snyder also tags it with the hashtag full circle. So I have to wonder, first DCC, 
DC, DC, DC. First, DC said it was going to build a connected universe, and then they said they were scrapping that, and movies could happen in different multiverses, except for the Snyder one that fans were asking for, but the one where Lady Gaga's Harley Quinn was okay. Oh, and they cut a bunch of Michael Keaton Batman stuff with the axing of Batgirl, but releasing a movie with a criminal named Ezra Miller starring is okay. And don't forget stopping Wonder Woman 3 and Henry Cable as Superman, both things the fans wanted as well. So an effort to give the fans what they want and give themselves closure, it turns out this announcement is a three-day event with all three of Snyder's DC movies being shown on the big screen. I am sure DC will try to cancel it as soon as the public shows their support for it. This all makes me think James Gunn is a spy at DC at the behest of Kevin Feige to sabotage any chances of the DCU getting as big as the MCU. He is a scroll. And finally, one card to rule them all. Wizards of the Coast is releasing a Lord of the Rings themed card set for Magic the Gathering, and they are doing something unprecedented. There's a card in the set called the One Ring. There are four versions of this card, three of which are available in a number of ways. The fourth version, called the One of One Ring, has special artwork, foil embossing, and is written in the language of Sauron himself. The catch? Only one of these cards will ever be printed. It will be randomly inserted in a booster pack for the uh, pack for the entire world to fight over. I have a feeling this is about to become the most valuable magic card in history. Just imagine the nerd mob fight when it's found during a tournament at a local game store. There'll be Mountain Dew bottles flying everywhere. How do nerds even fight? I mean, do they pretend cast spells at each other, then wait for the dungeon master of real life to tell them to roll a 1d6? I don't know. I should know. I'm a nerd, but I mean, you know, there there are, are classes, right, Paul? There are classes. Yes. And that's the news, kids. You have kids. to take a class. Never mind. And that's the news, kids. Now, I want to bring things back to our first story in Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Hashtag full circle, but not the Zack Snyder one. That would be weird, but speaking of a dark side, LOL. Ron has been waging a war on what he calls the woke mind virus in public arenas for a while now. That the guy representing the small government party who wants to control the content Disney puts out hates the idea of treating all people with dignity is really no shock. What was surprising was the comments coming out of last week's CPAC. Now, CPAC is the Conservative Political Action Conference. Several news outlets asked attendees what they thought the term woke actually means. And while there was a ton of deliberate misunderstandings to score sound bites, one really stood out to me. One attendee, Josh Clark, said, I think it's an attack on regular family values that have been consistently themed in the United States for hundreds of years. Well, Considering these regular family values consisted of actually fucking owning people, you might not want to tell that joke you heard about the rabbi priest and the slave owner walking into a bar while drinking your mint julep on the south side, Josh. I don't actually know if Josh's family owned slaves, but fuck it. If you can make up shit, so can I. He was a par at a party for people whose families, let's face it, probably owned slaves. So knowing that maybe you shouldn't tell that joke, at least in the company of those that might offend, if not ever, would be one example of woke, what woke actually is, Mr. Clark. Now, I will admit, some of the left's ideas and extreme woke ideology can be a problem even for those on the left. The news always covers the extreme examples to elicit extreme responses, like the push for reparations. I will admit, I am skeptical that reparations would actually fix anything in this country, but I'm willing to have a discussion about it in case I'm not seeing the whole picture. But the media outlets depicted as rioters screaming, give us money or we will riot more. Now, it occurs to me that maybe this is all a bargaining strategy. With all of the so-called woke-driven policies, when you negotiate, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but 
you start asking for more than you can get. So you end up getting what you wanted because the other side will want something too. Maybe they're opening with billions in reparations, hoping to negotiate and settle on not getting fucking shot for no reason. I mean, it's a thought. In the same vein, a bunch of conservatives were asked by news outlets this week how they felt about separation of church and state. You can imagine what the responses were. It just boggles my mind that we have overwhelming amounts of evidence that our founding fathers did not found the United States as a Christian nation. It was meant to have no religious affiliation at all. And these are not fourth-hand sources written hundreds of years later by people that weren't even alive when these things happened, then rewritten by men in power multiple times to maintain control of the population, you know like the Bible. These are letters and documents written in their own hand and verified by multiple sources that we have on fucking display in fucking museums. Yet these folks continue to believe that somehow our country was founded on Judeo-Christian principles. I don't even know what to say here. Actually, maybe I do. After watching multiple interviews about this in the past few days, I did come to a conclusion. If you actually look like a pregnancy scare, we'll send you to Ancestry.com just to see how bad the damage might be. You have no business making decisions for the greater good. Paul? In other news, the yo-yo originated in the Philippines as a hunting weapon. Back to you, Jack? Sure. Um... I mean, if you throw it at somebody, you never know. <laughs> that can really hurt. Um, walk the dog. I don't know. Um, catch the cradle. I don't know. But all right. So, Kev, pick a number between one and four, one and three. One. The Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> Which movie won? Is it's the first time this movie is this theme has won Best Picture. So which movie won Best Animated Picture for the first time? So this movie was the first animated picture to win Best Picture. It was Best Animated Picture. It's not multiple choice? No. I don't know. Fucking Steamboat Willie. I don't know. It's in the last 30 years. I'll give you that. Um, animated? This actor took over for an actor that passed away to do it in tribute to him. Okay, well, I, think I don't know. That doesn't help. Um, I don't know what that is. Uh, so, an animated movie that, that, that won a well. Um, I don't know if I give the clue. Paul will definitely know what this is. So. I already definitely you, know it. You already gave a clue. I don't know. I'll give another one. Oh, God. What's Another it? clue would think of Saturday Night Live. That's kind of a nebulous clue, but yeah, I see where you're going with it. Um, this guy has multiple personalities. He's done many movies. He's a he's an act. He's a comedic actor by trade. He's he did a kind of a James Bond spoof, <laughs> kind of a spy movie. It was a comedy. But so okay, but. I, you're saying it's animated. I don't know what that is. I don't know what... I, okay, okay. Um, This I actress... I, okay. So, is it the actor yeah. or is it the movie? What are you looking for? Because I'm is, looking is for the, the actor, I'm look, Is the, the actor, actor Mike is Myers? The yes. He did an animated? Mm-hmm. He did. Kids like it, but there's a lot of adult comedy in these movies. Well, yes. that's what makes it a good animated movie. That's animated. why it's kind of cool. Smash Mouth had a hit song out of it. 
I honestly don't know what it is. Antonio Banderas. Oh, come on, Cab. You're an all star. (laughs) You can get this. Cameron Diaz was the female lead. Antonio Banderas played a cat. Eddie Murphy was in it. Roger Rabbit? No. I don't know. I honestly don't know. When I worked construction, this was my nickname. Well, he was, he was, was all right. Here, here's the here's the biggest clue. He was green. <laughs> the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how many were there? there were like four, I think. So I far? think there's like four of them now. Yeah. The Grinch. No. Okay. He doesn't oh, know. Give, let's just let's just tell all him right. it's Shrek. Yes. Did you ever know that? Did you ever see that movie? I no. didn't know that that won an award. It won best animated movie, which is surprising. That I didn't know, right. but as soon as you gave the hint about um Mike Myers taking over for Chris Farley, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I just knew that. That was one of those things that for whatever reason I knew. Sorry. I had no idea that ever won any awards. I mean, it's funny. It's need... got some really good shit in there. I mean, there's some hilarious adult content in there. Absolutely. There and Antonio <laughs> Banderas plays a cat called Puss in Boots. That's like, okay, that's weird. I don't, right. think I, re- I don't think I remember that he did that, but yeah, okay. Yeah. It was in All a right, sequel, two. that's why. Yeah, two or three. Two. Traveling. What is the largest museum in the world? Wouldn't that be the Louvre? Correct. Yep. All right. So, Paul, you get music. Woohoo. What artist recorded two of his best-selling albums behind prison bars. Why know that? What are recorded two of their best-sellers behind prison bars? No. Um, My gut reaction is to say Johnny Cash, but I think it was James Brown. You want to go with James Brown, you're saying? Because you said it like that, no, I'm going to go with Johnny Cash. Are you going with Johnny Cash? I'm going with Johnny Cash. Go with your gut instinct. Johnny Cash is correct. I so, knew that one. I knew final... that one. Well, since Cords is gone, we're going to make this one a unanimous one for you three. So work together. Hold on, on a second. One. I got a text message. Is he coming back? No, it wasn't okay. from him. Never mind. Okay. Okay. So the last question. Think of Shane McMahon. Money, money, money. Money. All right, it's money. (laughs) Who is on the $2 bill? Yeah. Which one? $2 bill. No, the United States. The United States. Multiple releases. Is the same person on every release? Yes. Sure about that? So the one. Yeah, let's go. Who's on the $2 bill? United States $2 bill. An old white guy. It is an old white guy. It's not Madison. <laughs> Very old. It's not, it's not Madison, is it? No. Oh, that's my guess. Hamilton. He's on the 10. Oh. Johnson. No. Nixon. Well, that's three. What is it? No. So that would be Thomas Jefferson. Really? 
my sister, believe it or not, she was home a couple of weeks ago. We went out to the bar and we were going to get a couple of drinks. She's like, let me tip the bartender. She pulls out a lot of $22 bills. I'm like, what the fuck, girl? Like, where do you get all these $2 bills? She's like, I just have them. I'm like, just tip them like $5 or something like that. Or like a, a dollar. She's like, oh, I got all these $2 bills. I'm like, who wants that? But, oh, well, that's all I got. But back to you, Paul. All right. Um. Do we try to start into a sports segment without Corbs, hoping that his updates are done and his computer comes back? Hope so. Updates? We can try. We can come back to it. All right. Well, I I mean, oh, you know what? We can because we completely forgot to do the Players Club. What uh, oh. what 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 kind of gaming are we doing here, fellas? Nothing. I I don't mind going first. Can you talk about like The Last of Us with the game and the show a little bit? That was I can. Kind of cool. I, I really can. And um, so I've had both experiences. With uh, so just to recap, uh, I borrowed uh, Paul's PS4, and uh, he has uh, The Last of Us remastered already on uh, his account. He left he left his account logged in, so I could I could uh, enjoy the game. Um, I don't know if that's illegal or not. I really don't fucking care. Um, doesn't matter. So I, I the, the two experiences I'm talking about are I, I, I watched the show on TV and then I played through the game to catch up to where I was on the show. So I did that. But then I also played ahead. So the part where Ellie and her friend end up in the mall, I actually played ahead on that part and I played through to where um, uh, they they end up in the in the camp and ellie ends up um you end up playing ellie and you meet david and and, and it goes on and then you go through and, and then you end up killing david spoiler alert um <laughs> but if you played the game you already know so i played ahead on that then i got to watch it and both experiences were fantastic because and i know people have complained about the, the show not following the game exactly, but why they've diverged, it makes complete sense. And you can really get enjoyment out of both, whether you watch the show first and then play the game or play the game and then watch the show. You can really get some major enjoyment on it. Now, what I what I want to tell you all about, what I what I what I did was I finished the game. I played through a normal level, which so it's easier than normal, then I don't know what the there's like two or maybe three levels above that. Um, Thank me, Daddy. Yeah, one of them was bad, and I didn't even try that. I don't think I, I don't think I would actually play through this again, in all honesty, because once you've experienced the story, it's hard to recapture that because you're constantly trying to work towards the goal of the, getting the two of them where they want to go. And uh, you know, once 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 you've gotten through it, it's like, well, oh, okay. I mean, the game is fun, but the real enjoyment of it is the story. So. I got to the end of Last of Us, and then I looked at what the other content was, and what one of the contents were was Left Behind. And Left Behind, I believe, is DLC. If you already had the game, I believe you could have downloaded that, but this was actually came together. And what Left Behind is, is the story of Ellie and her friend in the mall. So I finished the game. It's all done. They've gone back to um, Wyoming to the, the the town where where Joel's brother is. Then it's done. You know the story's done. 
um, you know, Joel hit and Ellie have the heart to heart where Joel lies to Ellie and Ellie knows it, but she just accepts it or just doesn't doesn't call him on it, whatever the case may be. Again, spoiler alert. The however and whenever they made Left Behind is I don't I don't know how that fits in. It obviously wasn't part of the original game, but it is so fucking fantastic because what how they do it is Ellie had to, had taken Joel into a mall, and this is before she ends up in the in the in the town where they meet David and the rest. So she gets him in this mall. She locks him in this store with the horse, and she goes to find a first aid kit. While she's doing that, she's having flashbacks of when she was in the mall with her friend. So that's how the game did it before the TV show. Because I got to believe this content was made. It had to have been made before the show because I it was there from the day I started the start of the game. So anyway, so so she keeps having these flashbacks. So her and her friend are in the mall. They're you know doing whatever you know. And her friend's getting ready to tell her that she's leaving and all this all this happy horse shit. Um, but she and she's trying to get through these clickers and 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 runners and trying to get through and find a first aid kit so she can go stitch up Joel. Right, that's what she's trying to do is to stop the bleeding. Um. So in in process, she does that, and then some humans show up, and and you have to work. You have to be Ellie. So in the show, if you remember the after show stuff they did where they talked about, like they talked to the actual guy that, that did the game, he said that at the point where you end up playing Ellie, everyone, including him, everyone gets to that point, and they're like, oh, my God, I'm Ellie. He said that, and I had already done that. And I'm like, that's exactly the experience I had. And I honestly believe that's why they went back and they made this DLC, because you got an opportunity to do it again. You don't get the power of Joel. You don't get the ability to, you know, to strangle, hold a guy and take him down. You have to work for it. And you don't get to carry as much. You don't have the same weapons. You don't have the same skills. So it's harder. It's more difficult because it's a little girl. So it, it just makes the game so much more interesting. And I have to say it again. I'm so happy that I played the game and watched the story at the same time. And it's been a phenomenal experience. And no, I'm not going to wait until part two comes out to play last of us two. I'm going to play through it because like I said, I think there's a lot of, merit in having played the game before you see the story on tv i honestly believe they're doing a phenomenal job in the tv series the producer the showrunner whatever he is developed director he appreciates the game and he is really bringing it to life and i, I just i couldn't be happier i think it's a great experience awesome just be careful though uh kev because didn't you say there is a big spoiler coming out and I don't want that to wreck it for us because I do like to see your side by side with it, but I do want to hear you enjoying the game and all that, but please don't try to spoil that. If, if whatever oh. you do. Well, when I play through too, if you haven't played it, I'll just keep it to myself. But I mean, I, you know, I, I'm really looking forward to getting into two. Now, it was kind of cool. Yeah. I was just going to say, do we have a, um, we gonna talk about the, the the TV show more later, or should we just wrap that up right here? 
Because I, okay I, I only have one thing to say about it, and I just want to see how you all now, now, Kevin. You having seen the end of the game, uh, maybe you you can lend some uh, color here. But I loved everything except the very end. It was well. First of all, I'm not sure that it was apparent. You know, we had the guy after the show telling us that she knows Joel lied, but that wasn't entirely apparent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my, my wife made a comment and she's not a mean person, I swear, uh, because we both love how Bella Ramsey's been doing this, but she's like, you know, I can't read her. And I believe the phrase was, you know, she, she looks like she was going to be, you know, be born with down syndrome, but God changed his mind at the last second, but not quite quick enough. Oh Um, dear God. (laughs) And you, you ripped on me for what I said earlier. Yeah, that's. I'm a hypocrite. Uh, I didn't say it, but, but, but here's (laughs) the thing. I'm not sure that, that, that totally came across, you know, um, but my, my bigger problem is that scene needed them to just turn around and start to walk or something. It, It ended so weirdly and it wasn't, it didn't wasn't stylistic it wasn't trendy it wasn't anything it just fucking stopped and i'm like is that how the game actually ended because that abruptly the, the game ends you're on a top of a hill it's actually a waterfall so it's obvious that you've got to do a lot of work to get down to where you've got to be to get down to the valley where yeah. the town is that's the way the game ends so but does it end on her face saying okay yeah. then right to black pretty much Okay, because I'm just like all that need, even if they just turned and looked at the town, I would have been, okay, hooray, the ending. But instead, I'm left at the end of this fantastic show going, that was fucking weird. I, I, I honestly believe, and I know we had the after show, but I honestly believe that, that, that Bella, Ella, Ellie, I honestly believe that she didn't believe a word that Joel said in the car. Well, I know or, that's what we're supposed to think. It's just, you know, to me, that didn't feel like it was earned. He hasn't done anything for her to really mistrust him that much. And he he says, yeah, people attacked the hospital. I had to get you out. Now she's suddenly suspicious. Earlier in the episode, she was like, after this is done, I'll follow you anywhere you go. Does that sound like somebody you, you say, something you say to someone you don't trust? I just didn't like that whole sequence. It's like, it's, why is she so suspicious? She does trust him. And I hear what you're saying, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not completely disagreeing with you, but she does trust him, and she does know that his heart's in the right place, but she also has a tremendous feeling of not completing what she set out to do, and those are that is an internal struggle she's dealing with right now, because she trusts Joel more than anyone else she ever has in her entire life, in the in the in the pyramid. The, high, the you know the hierarchy of needs she is at the point where she absolutely knows that she will not be alive tomorrow if she's not with Joel that's where she is in her head if she is going to live if she is going to survive she needs to be with Joel because he is the only one that could possibly help her get to the next day the next hour the next minute because she's seen it and she's experienced it and she knows that deep in her soul. But she also knows that Joel would do anything to keep her alive and to protect her. And if he believed that what they were the, what the fireflies were going to do was going to harm her, he would have stopped it. She knows that. And it's an internal struggle because she's like, 
I trust him. I believe him. I, I want to, I want to trust him, but I also wanted to complete my mission in life, what she thought her mission in life was. So it's, it's a tremendous internal struggle. I saw that in her and I saw that in Ellie in the game. See, I, I, I understand what you're saying and I understand that's what we're meant to know, but I I felt like it it wasn't quite earned. I mean, a line here and there, I'm not saying they had to extend it by 20 minutes, but it just, it it didn't feel like, I don't, I'm going to guess not everybody in the audience picked up on that. Yeah, I agree. It it, it was too subtle. To, to, to Pedro and Bella's credit, the two of them agonized over, over scenes. And I've seen articles, I've read um, their own words, I've seen them talk about it. They agonized because they wanted to bring this game to life for people that love the game and, and love the story. They, they were the right people for this. And she had a hard job in that moment. She had a hard job. And if it didn't really come through for some people, I get it. But I I think I think I was so invested in the story that that's how I was feeling in that moment. You know what I mean? So even if she wasn't able to portray it, I I I was there with her. Like, I only say, like, one little thing because, like, and then I want to hear what Paul has to say about this episode, too. Um, Ashley Johnson, round of applause for sure. Like, the girl that plays Ellie in the video game. I was, like, my, because I, I really do, like, film and TV history. So my friend was, like, at the end of the, the episode, he's like, did you catch Ellie uh, from the video game? I'm like, Ashley Johnson? I know her from Growing Pains. Uh-huh. <laughs> so so yeah. that's what I remember her from when she was a kid. But what a cool story. It's like, you play Ellie in this video game. And then you're given birth to the character that you played in the video game. Holy fucking shit. That is amazing. That was just like one of the best scenes in like cinema and TV and film history. Like that was just like one of the best scenes to watch that. Like literally she is, oh my God, like you're like watching that whole scene, like the camera work. So the way she was running away. She's giving the birth to herself. She's like a Mobius. Yeah. Girl. But that's what I'm trying to say. The though. Mobius it was just like bitch. beautiful. Yes. Okay. It was just beautifully acted, though. It was just well done, though. But Ashley Johnson, yeah. I know you're not probably watching our podcast, but if you are, I love Jesus. it. <laughs> but, Paul, what did you think of the episode? Uh, I really liked it. And um, I, I I, just got the way Joel was pulling it out of his ass in the car. That's where I got that, like, she's not buying this. Yeah. Like, And, and then I thought, it, I thought they were just doing a wraparound at the end of it. I didn't even know that was how the game was going to end with her coming back and basically being like, seriously like that's really what happened and uh he doubled down on it. i i kind of thought he was gonna come clean and i thought that they were gonna leave that cliffhanger there and like what what's the conflict from there but um i enjoyed it like this 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 was the first show in a very very long time that was like destination television even with it being a streaming show every sunday you guys know because i usually would text you as it was time it's like ooh, less of us time so yeah, that's probably my favorite show at least of the year, if not for the last multiple years. Yeah. So the the curve on the number of people watching it um at, at release time was just like this. I mean yeah, as the episodes went on, more and more people kept watching it. Well, it's true. Like what um you guys said, it's like 
um, Destination Television, like what you said, Paul, like the first five episodes I watch on like uh, Monday night, the day after I'm like, oh, fuck it. I'm going to make time. I'm watching it Sunday night. I'll just watch it now. Oh, I would demand that everyone was in bed in the house by nine o'clock because <laughs> no one else was watching it with me. So I was like, fuck it. Nine o'clock. You better be upstairs because I'm going downstairs to watch the last of us like right now. So, yeah. We could tell in all your text messages, you're all in catch. Like, Whoa! <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I was way into it. It was really so, good. It was really, yes. really good. And, I, and if you guys haven't played the game, you got to play the game. you got to get into it. I, I've i already told Paul some of this, and, and I won't get really, really into the details of this, but there are certain points of the game where you have to learn how to play the game. Don't take it for the realism that it's trying to give you. Understand how the developers built it and understand that there is a method to get through it. Once you master the method, you will be able to get through similar situations. There are at least three or four of those methods because those situations happen repeatedly. Once you figure it out, you want me really to, cool. I, I'd like to offer a spoiler if you want it I'd like to offer you a spoiler for the game that will help you it's a, it's a small one you want it does it affect the show though no not at all Paul knows what it is go. all right go I, I told my wife this and she's like are you fucking kidding me so she had to watch me play to see it when Joel and Ellie are in a room together and you're battling clickers humans, doesn't matter. As soon as you kill the last one, as soon as you have taken out the last whatever. The last objective, yeah. The last objective, Ellie starts humming. Hmm. Okay. I was going to ask you before you said that one, because that's a good one. I was like, what it's one thing in the video game that they haven't done in the TV show that is that is pretty that that's really unique to the video game that you wish was in the show is the humming thing is that bad or yeah she does it she hums she there are different parts where she in the show she actually does this every single little click and thing that they do in the show they bring or in the game they bring to the show it's all there everything the the right angle flashlights the the little quirks, the mannerisms, it's all there. If you go and play the game and you come and you're like, they that's they just did that. It's hilarious. The very last part where they ended up at the hospital at the end, Joel and Ellie were down in a um uh underpass and there was a lot of water and they had to get through and there was a bunch of there was bloaters and clickers and runners, and then and and it was a there was a pretty intense battle in there that they went through before they got to the humans that took them into the hospital. In the show, they're just walking along and humans throw out a you know flashbang flash and then they took them. So that was very different. I would love it if they had done the underpass. That, that could have been half a show just to get through there. I mean, that would have been really neat. But it's one of those, it's one of those maze things where it's a it's a it's a you got to figure out how to get through it, but you also have to get around some uh some you know some some clickers you know some bad guys does she mention the bad puns in the gra in the video game as well oh fuck yeah oh <laughs> yeah they're all there it's all there cool 
every quirky little thing that happens in the in the show is in is from the game. It's from the game. And that is what Pedro and, and Bella did so well as they brought it, they brought it to life. Outstanding. Yeah. All right. Um, all I have for gaming is uh, I just want to note that the new DLC dropped for Marvel's Midnight Suns. It's uh, called The Hunger, and it uh, releases uh, Morbius, the living vampire. And this week, uh, WWE 2K23 released. So that's out if anyone wants to update to one new game mode. Is that like 70 or 80 bucks or something like that? Depends on which one you get. Like That's there's... a lot of money just to get Cody Rhodes in your game. <laughs> Cody Rhodes in war games, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So if there's nothing else with video gaming, let's uh let's move it on to Coach Corb's sports report. Hit it. <laughs> I guess for sports, it's NC2A time. And uh, the fuck show that it is. I mean, <laughs> Jack, I don't know. Do you do, do you do brackets, Jack? I didn't do brackets this year. I didn't want You're, to. You were smart. Um, <laughs> did you do brackets? <laughs> I did one on Yahoo. Uh, they had one at, at my job for 10 bucks. You can put 10 bucks in and win. But uh, I'm glad I didn't. Let's just leave it at that. I did the one for Yahoo, and uh, let's see, I have it up here. I what, did you have Purdue, Purdue winning the whole thing? I am 237,000. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> no, I, I well, I had Purdue, let's see. I did have Purdue winning in the first round, which obviously they didn't. I did actually have that. I actually had them in uh, Elite Eight. Actually, I take it back. I had them in the final four. So yeah, tell our tell, tell our listeners what Purdue is, though. Purdue was the number one team. <laughs> I was actually going to bring that up. They're the number one team, or they were the number one team. So in college basketball and the NC2As, they have it's four brackets, sixteen teams in a bracket, and then one plays sixteen, two plays fifteen, and so forth until you get to eight versus nine. In the history of the NC2As. There have there's only been two 16 teams to beat a one team. And until 2018, it had never happened. And so 2018 was the first time it happened, and then it happened again this year. But this year has been it's been weird. They've had a lot of upsets. Uh Princeton is a number 15 seed, beat a number two seed. So here's I looked this up earlier. So in the history of this, there's only been two 16 seeds to beat a one seed since 1985. That's a 1.3%. And until 2018, it never, it never happened. And it was always a question of when it was going to happen. It was eventually going to happen. I mean, you can't say that it never was going to. So, but since 2000, I'm sorry, since 1985, only 11, two, 15 seeds have beat a two seed. That's a 7% chance. Jack, can you name the first 15 two seed to lose? Yes, I can. Richmond Spiders beat Syracuse University. Exactly. Exactly. So, and then a three seed beating a 14 seed has happened 22 times. 
a little bit better odds. Um, uh, four beating a thirteen is thirty-two. Thirty-two percent of the uh, thirty-two teams have done it, and then a five beating a twelve, which happens more frequently than I mean, a lot of people bet the five twelve. That's fifty-three times, so it's about thirty-five percent of the time that happens. So, I mean, it's 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 wild that some of the you know some of this stuff, but for the fact that you know fairly Dickinson, who was the sixteen seed to beat Purdue, is pretty crazy. Um, so let's see. I'll just say my bracket here. Uh, so let's see. We had obviously had a, a one beat of sixteen, had a two beat of fifteen. I mean, we've had a, it was about a bunch of different upsets this this year, so it's tough. Uh, Thirteen beat a four, so it, it really has thrown a lot of people's brackets into a, a shit show. There, I think after Thursday, I think after Friday, they were saying that there was only three brackets in the country. Now ESPN has their own thing. If you can get every single, if you can predict every single game, every single winner. The championship team to get the champion, the winner, and the final score, it's a million dollars. It's never happened. It's never happened. But as of Friday, there was three brackets that were still at 100%. Now you're talking about there's an, an ESPN, and it's it's free to do it on ESPN. Um, and you're talking millions and millions of people that are doing this bracket. So it's, it's wild that only three people had it right after the first day. And I can't tell you that if they have it right still, because there was more upsets on Saturday and Sunday. So it, it, it's wild. And I, I was watching another TV show, another sports show that um, I kind of try to watch on a daily basis. Um, it's on ESPN. And they were talking about it. And now growing up watching the basketball teams, you had the same, the same teams usually were in the final four, the sweet 16, you know, Duke, North Carolina, UCLA, Arizona, the big powerhouse teams. I mean, she was in there every once in a while, but, you know, you could count on Duke being there. You could count on, you know, um, North Carolina being there because they, they, they would get all the big – they would get all these big players that would come. All the five-star recruits wanted to go to Duke, play for Coach K um, and stuff like that. But lately, kids are going different – to different programs now because you've got the uh, the NIL, which is the name, image, and likeness that you get paid for now. And uh, all these kids are getting paid to do this, so they can go anywhere and play now. They're Now they're picking places to go where they they can go and get the most money. It's not going to the best school. You Maybe maybe you go to, to a Gonzaga as, as opposed to a UCLA because Gonzaga can offer you a little bit more. And then top of it, you only got to stay for a year. You know, the, when uh, when Michael Jordan was playing, you had to stay three years. You you couldn't come out after your freshman year. You had you couldn't declare out of high school, and actually they stopped that after um, Kevin Garnett came out way back in the early nineties when he he was the last high school player to declare for the NBA. Um, you have to go at least go one year now. That's why you see a lot of these kids going for a year. Zion went for a year. Carmelo, Carmelo went for a year. The, the, uh, Lorenzo Ball, Lamelo Ball. They all, these guys are they're going for one year. So, in, in essence, you don't have to really go. You have to go to school for the first six months that you're there, and then you don't, technically you don't really have to go to class after that. If you're not staying, 
what do you really need to go to class for? Maybe you got to go to class for the first six weeks until your progress report comes out. But after that, what are they going to do? They're not going to kick you off the team. Because by the time you, by the time the next report comes out, the NC2A is over with, you've already decided you're going to the NBA. So what does it matter if you fuck out of school as a second year sophomore, second year freshman, or second semester freshman? You're not going to be there as a sophomore. And these, these kids got so many outlets to play now. If you don't get drafted in the NBA, you'll play overseas. Mm-hmm. So these, these kids all end up someplace else. So, and, 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 and rightfully so. I mean, it's good for them. If that's what the, if that's what they're choosing to do, then more power to them. You know, if they're, but, you know, some of these older, other older guys, I mean, Larry Bird, Mitch Johnson, we're talking the 70s, you know, um, Hakeem Olajuwon, Patrick Ewan, Michael Jordan of the 80s. These kids had to go to school for four, three or four years before they could come out. So they actually had to go to school. They actually have the education to do stuff after they're done playing. These kids nowadays don't. And you, it's evident of stuff that these kids get into after, during the year. I mean, look at uh, John Moran and the issue he's had, he had, you know, he uh, was in a, he was in a strip club brandishing a firearm in a TikTok video. So he ended up, yeah, NBA ended up spending him for eight games. He was already here and already sat for six. So I thought, well, you, we'll include the six games and then the game tonight and one more game. Go get help and then you can come back. Well, he's already back. He's already practicing with the team again. I mean, so in essence, he missed like two and a half weeks for brandishing a firearm. And he's like, well, you know, I understand that what I did was wrong. You know, I, I, I'm not making the best choices in my life. Well, if you'd have stayed in school – Maybe you would have had those better better chances to make the right decision, or maybe not. Who knows? I mean, is do, do colleges give a course on not pulling out guns at strip clubs? I don't recall ever seeing that on yeah, any it's, course. Uh, it's, I mean, it's 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 uh, it's general studies. <laughs> okay. No, I liked what you said first. Common sense one hundred and one. <laughs> yeah, common sense one hundred. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's just it's it's you know, it's just and that's the way it is nowadays. You, you know, you can't. You can't really fault them for what they're doing because it's the way society has decided that that's what they can do. So, but so yeah. So I mean, it's just for for that is the you know NC two A tournament that is you know going on and whatnot. So um, can't say I've watched any of the games because I really don't give a shit. So I, I I really don't. I mean, I've maybe flipped on a game for a few minutes. To be honest with you, I watch the women's basketball games now. They're more exciting. Um, I watched Miami beat Indiana in the women's bracket. Miami, oh. Indiana was the number one seed in their bracket. Miami was the number eight seed, and they beat them. So, you know, it's there's this better brand of basketball there. I think it's more fun. I get it. I get excited when I watch women playing sports. Do you want to be the number one seed in their bracket? Yes, I do. <laughs> He wants to be their ball boy. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I, I find it watching, you know, the women's sports is a, a, there's a little more fundamentals and there's a little more team concept as opposed to men's basketball and men's sports in general. It's just, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's just, it seems like the women, I mean, anything from, basketball i watched the women's basketball i watched softball college softball um 
it's just for some reason it just seems to be more team oriented stuff for that. So um, I did watch some of the World Baseball Classic that was that went on over the past what, two two weeks or so. USA lost to China, um, so China is won the whole World Baseball Classic. Um, and actually, Shohei Otani, who's the pitcher for the California Angels, struck out Mike Trout, who's the outfielder for the California Angels. Their teammates in, <laughs> in baseball. <clears throat> they were joking. Around. There was a lot of people joking around about that. Well, what if it comes down to that? What's going to happen? Um, and then he struck him out. So, and it, it was a three-two game. So it was a close game. I didn't watch the game. I actually forgot it was on. Um, I did see the the final pitch on uh, YouTube yesterday. So. Um, so yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Um, the big thing for the World Baseball Classic is guys that get hurt. So professional players uh, had Jose Atuve got hit in the hand during the game, broke his hand. He's out two months. He had to have surgery on it today. And then the Mets closer Edwin Diaz got hurt celebrating a win. Blew out his knee. He's done for the season. For his ACL. Standing. So. Yeah, so, so he pulled the CM Punk. <laughs> <laughs> he pulled the he pulled the uh oh god, what was the guy's name from the Arizona Cardinals? Cardinals, the kicker. Can't remember what his name is. He was he celebrated a winning game winning field goal. Was jumping around on the field and then jumped and landed and blew out his knee. This was many years. It was like ten years ago or something like that. He blew out his knee and never kicked the was, was it Martin Gramatica? Was it Martin? Gr- I, I was thinking it was Gramatica. Yeah. It might have been. Might have been, yeah. He uh, he kicked a game-winning field what goal. What did I say about made-up baseball player names a while back? <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, that's that's pretty much for sports. All right. Only thing I have to add: we're a little over a week away from WrestleMania. And my birthday. You and I, you and I talked about that last night. Text message a little bit. Yes. <laughs> Which I look um, forward to every Monday night now. <laughs> I got, I've gotten back into watching it a little bit, only because, you know, it's WrestleMania and you're trying to figure out the matches and stuff. And I know we, we I don't know if it was on Mike, we were talking about, <clears throat> <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Ray and Dominic. Yeah. Wrestling. I think that, I, I honestly think that match will happen. I, I don't know. It's just, I think that, well, I think, Good. Maybe it'll happen, but I mean, this is WrestleMania. Every match on the card needs to be good. That's not going to be a good match. That's going to be oh, yeah, Dad carrying that one. I mean, SummerSlam. You know, so, something can, else. Not I, WrestleMania. I can, I, yeah, I could see building it up a little bit more and stuff and and whatnot. Yeah, I could see maybe SummerSlam the two of them wrestling and giving him like sixteen years to fucking train. <laughs> yeah, he's a dumpster fire. Like, I get it. Brock Lesnar is on the card, but no offense to that match against Omos. They need to have that as a match. I get it, but it's like, meh. But like, I, I like Brock Lesnar, but like Omos, like, that guy, I just feel like he has got, like, they got to plug him somewhere, and they're like, okay, you well, Brock Lesnar. Here's the thing. If Lesnar will put him over and he gets okay. the training he needs to become better, he could be a monster that terrorizes the roster for years to come. Um, yeah. They just—I don't think they've gotten him the support he needs yet. Uh, yeah, I mean, how many? I mean, big guys usually do well, but we see what happens when you know they, 
you know, they don't get what they need. And, and they don't, I mean, you, you could have big, like the big show. Holy crap. You know, he, he was huge for years. And then mm-hmm. you've got guys like fucking the, the great Kali. What the fuck happened that's, to him? That's what I was just going to say. You have the big show that was great and the great Kali that was meh. Right. Or Giant Gonzalez, where they had yeah. to give him a muscle suit. Yeah. <laughs> if they play Giant their cards Gonzalez. right, he, he could be a major player. But the fact that he's been around this long and they haven't gotten it right. Uh, man, it's got to be big, and Lesnar is big. And I feel they're moving him in, in the right direction, you know, giving him a mouthpiece and everything now. So, you know, someone who actually can cut promos for him. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, that should have been done to begin with. And, I mean, maybe that was part of originally pairing him with AJ Styles, so AJ could do all the talking for him. But, it, I mean, that I, I don't know. Yeah, but at some point, at some point, he's got to be able to talk for himself. No, not necessarily. No. Yeah. I mean, he should be able to 80s. at least string together a sentence, but I mean, in the eighties, they had managers who ta- did all the talking right. for their guys. I mean, it's all all depends on how it's presented. I mean, they had wrestlers who supposedly couldn't speak English, so well, you know the manager had to do all the talking. And then you had the real ones who could barely speak English, like Andre. Yeah. So <laughs> wait, he knew English? A little bit. I mean, didn't you see the Princess Bride? No, I've Ooh. actually not ever seen that movie. Fantastic movie. You should see it. Uh. See, and that, that's why I won't, because people keep telling me how awesome it is. Okay. It sucks. You should, you should no, experience it for yourself. It Too late. I've never, I've never seen it either. So I'll watch The Princess Bride when you watch the James Bond movies. Well, that's not a <laughs> no, that's not a fair trade-off. There's like 437 James Bond movies. No. Okay, we'll not. pick one. There's only like nine. There's 23. <laughs> is there 23? Is there that many? 23. Yeah. Well, you have to watch it from one Bond, like watch a Sean Connery, a Roger Moore. And then you can have to go like pick up a, a movie from each James Bond. No, we'll no, make you watch no, them all. Trade off. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty fair. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you got you got Connery, you got Moore, you got Timothy Dalton, Pierce Brosnan, and, and then Daniel Craig. Yes, but Timothy Dalton's only been in one, so he's got he's been one. in two. Oh, he was the okay. best one. He's in, he's been in three, I think. I think it was three no, of them. Two, two. Was he's it two? two? Yeah, The Living Daylights and A License to Kill. He was like go from... more in, in Pierce No, Brown. he was the superior Bond we weren't ready for. And then when they rebooted it at, you know, and through Daniel Craig in, we got basically the same thing. How do we go from wrestling to Princess Bride to James Bond? <laughs> Andre the Giant. <laughs> that was the through line. <laughs> you know, I would say I would say I if follow that. If you're gonna start it. And you want to get somebody hooked on it. Now, mind you, I love my Connery movies, but that's not where to start somebody unless they have a love of old movies. Get them into the franchise, then have them go back and watch them. I say start with Goldeneye, most most yes. accessible. Yeah. I agree um, with that. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. And that that puts you in in the the previous age, not because anybody can watch the. Uh, the Daniel Craig ones and just love. I mean, it's like any other action franchise. I mean, right. it's really well, well done, but it's not going to make you love the character like some of the other ones would. When yeah. I was a kid, I thought Roger Moore was James Bond. I was like, oh, that's James Bond. All the rest of them, you know, battery, blah. But <laughs> uh, then I went back and watched the older movies and I'm like, no, no, no. That's 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 the Bond. That's good stuff. I just feel like we'll get it to Paul and be like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> no, fucking Goldeneye is an amazing movie. Oh, yeah. it's great! Well, if, if you're going to start watching Bond, Goldeneye is the one to start with. And that's Brosnan, right? Yeah, yeah, his yeah. first one. 
but I still I love know. um Octopussy, I still love Gold... Goldfinger. Goldfinger, no, Goldfinger. They're, they're no, amazing movie. You, you got to remember, he's going to be approaching the series with a modern mindset, and if you want to get him hooked so that he would go back and watch those older ones, that's a better place to start. Because I don't know about you, but somebody puts me in front of an old movie from the 60s about something I don't know about, and I've never wanted to because I've never watched it. I, I'm just not going to give it a fair shot, shot, even if I say I'm going to. Right. I just remember, though, my dad brought home Thunderball and Goldfinger. He's like, we're going to watch these two movies, and by far, those are my favorite James Bond movies. Nice. I was a big fan of Gold Member. That was a good one. Golden <laughs> not, not the same gun. thing. No. Yeah. yeah, not not gold. <laughs> All right. So let's keep this thing moving. Um, how about we get ready to throw it to commercial? But first, lovely. I will throw <laughs> throw the weekly topic at you guys. I hope it's not a bureau if we don't fucking care again. Not this time. Okay. Um, Raker. Oh, Enough for the fucking James Bond. <laughs> All right. I want to go watch James Bond right now. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not going to be up that late. You shouldn't. You're right. Other than jelly or jam, what do you combine with peanut butter to make a sandwich? I already have an answer. Who am I giving it to? I would think yourself. No. Oh, okay. Yes. Because that's an important distinction. You guys are going to I, I hate think you have answer. two two answers for us when we come back. You. <laughs> All right, stick with us guys. We'll be right back. Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a key back issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is THE king of comics. just reiterate i want to know guys other than jam or jelly or anything of that nature just so nobody can skirt around it um what do you put on a peanut butter sandwich kev okay 
So I got to give a little backstory. Um, I used to hang out with my cousin all the time when I was a little kid. And um, I never really realized it, but they were, I, I mean, I grew up poor, but these people were my aunt and uncle. They were just dirt poor. He was a Mason and he didn't work in the winter. So he really, they didn't have, they didn't have any money at all. So when we had a sandwich over there, I mean, it was whatever they happened to have. And my aunt would make us peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwiches. Okay. Now, hold on. It gets better. I told my grandmother about this because I wanted to have, I wanted to have it at home. We didn't have mayonnaise at home. Because my grandmother did not like mayonnaise. She liked Miracle Whip. Oh. <laughs> so I had peanut butter and Miracle Whip. Sandwich. So now it gets hold on. <laughs> sweet hold. and zesty. Hold on. It gets better. <laughs> to this day, my absolute favorite go-to sandwich is three pieces of toast, peanut butter on one, Miracle Whip on both sides of the middle one, and then my favorite jam or jelly on the other one. A triple decker, peanut butter, jelly, and Miracle Whip sandwich. So when we open the Geek Pod bar and restaurant, um, we're not we're going no, to I'm shut up. You. <laughs> no, believe me. Um, I'm putting that on the menu. You can do whatever else you want to do to- with the menu, Hugh, but that's on there. I completely <laughs> understand why people think that's gross, but I crave that. I, I can't even tell you. I, right now, I could go eat one. If you want a name for that sandwich, you can just call it the Mustache Ride for the Geek Pod Bar. Call it the Mustache <laughs> Ride. <laughs> but it's got to be Grape Jam. It's got to be Grape Jam. Okay. You're the Mustache Ride, man. <laughs> or All right. strawberry, strawberry Jam. Strawberry Jam. And it should be red. It should be red. <laughs> Do you want that dripping out? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Who's going next? I'll go. Um, so peanut butter is the one food I can't live without. So I love this question. This is great. And um, what do I put on my peanut butter sandwich? Some cereal. So you take the fruity pebbles and then you put it on the sandwich. And you have the fruity and the the peanut butter taste, and it gives it good crunch. And the crunch, it's so good. That's kind of like people who so put like, their potato chips on regular, on normal like meat sandwiches and stuff too. Right. Okay. I never, so I never basic, got into that. So well, you can do cereal. Like I do apple jacks. I do cinnamon toast crunch, fruity pebbles, all of it. There, it's all good. Cocoa puffs. So that's like a chocolate peanut mm. butter cup. But see, my answer though is cereal on a sandwich but like not life cereal not not, not that but it's got to be like cinnamon right. toast crunch fruity pebbles or cinnamon toast crunch or cocoa pebbles but it gives it a good crunch it's really good okay i wasn't expecting that yeah <laughs> who's next huh. here corbs who wants to go next uh, i don't <laughs> hey. um, be honest don't just be gross to be gross be honest no, 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 i no. was i was being honest <laughs> Oh, we know. If, if you're if being honest, I have never really put anything else on peanut butter sandwiches. It's normally jelly. Um, but I don't eat peanut butter. I can't eat peanut butter anymore because my stomach can't handle it. But um, if I was going to put something, if I could still stand the peanut, stand the peanut butter, um, I would, I've always heard of peanut butter and banana sandwiches. I've, I've heard, heard of that. that's I've heard that's pretty good. 
and I'd like to try it, but again, my stomach can't handle the peanut butter anymore, so I can't eat it. So I would say peanut butter and banana, and it comes. The actually is there's a a line in a TV show that um, made me think of that. So that's why I thought of that. But yeah, I would try it if I could if I could stand it. So and Uh I, huh. don't get me wrong, I used to love peanut butter, eat it by the spoonful. I, I would just take a creamy peanut butter and take a spoon in it and just eat it like half the jar of peanut butter that's how much i like peanut butter and now if i did that i would be dead like i, I can't eat Don't the do that. it's girl scout season those the tagalongs oh no peanut butter cookies. Well, they're not they're not real peanut butter you can eat those and trust me i tried I can't <laughs> i had so they come in rows of i think five so there's 15 cookies i eat five of them one row of those and it was sick for you two that's the hours. problem you need to have like one or two. Rose. You can't though. You're an and adult now. They're like fucking You're an Pringles. Adult now. They're like Pringles, Kevin. You can't have just one. He's gonna go have them, and then he'll be in the hospital. He's like, I can't be gone <laughs> next week, guys. <laughs> I'm having it in two weeks. I won't be here. Right. What you got, Hugh? <laughs> Well, considering we've all watched me eat peanut butter sandwiches, we know that that's a, a big thing for me. And peanut butter and jelly uh, is is one of my favorite things. Um, I don't have anything weird I put on them currently. I am trying to find some keto fluff because I'd love to have one of those. But mm. when I was younger, I did have a very strange peanut butter sandwich. And I don't remember if I read about this. It happened at my grandfather's house, and then I made it all the time because I loved it. So I don't know if my grandfather told me that, uh, that this was a good sandwich or if I read it somewhere, and that's just where I tried it. I don't remember. I was probably fucking seven years old or something. It was peanut butter, honey roasted peanuts, like pushed down into the peanut butter, sliced green onions, and mustard. And it sounds so gross and it was delicious. And I, I started making it at home and I stopped just because I got so much shit from my family that like, that's the most disgusting thing ever. What the fuck is wrong with you? Um, so I probably only had maybe five or six of those, but it was really fucking good. You got to be the Goulden's like spicy brown mustard. Mm -hmm. uh, it was delicious. Interesting. <laughs> I, All right. I actually, actually that does sound pretty good. No, that sounds actually pretty good. The you mustard kind of cuts through the richness of the peanut butter. You got the crunch, a little bit of a spice from the onions. I mean, if you're going into this expecting a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, you're probably going to shit yourself. But if you're open to a new experience, it's actually pretty tasty. Okay. Huh. Um, You said you had a, a, a second answer, too, if you want to reframe that for us. Or do you want me to go and then you can give your payoff? Answer? Oh, you mean what I would put on it if I was giving the sandwich to someone else? Yes. It depends on if I like them or not. Okay, so they're, they're, you didn't really have a go-to for this. It was. Just, oh no, okay. I do, but I'm I'm not. I've not, I've not yet had to do that, so <laughs> I don't actually have to dial in which bodily fluid. Which I need, way? To um, go. Which, oh which, no! No, um, no! Which condiment I would put on the sandwich? <laughs> no. I feel like you're the waiter from the movie Road Trip, where you watch instead toast. of <laughs> instead of a peanut butter and fluffer nutter, it'd be a peanut butter and nutter fluffer. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Next. Uh, on that note, uh, mine and th this is what spurred on this whole thing is because I actually did this today. I ran up and this this was breakfast today. Um, 
And it's something my dad used to do, which I never did like before, but now I've caught myself doing it like two or three times this winter. Um, and that's peanut butter and soft butter. Like you put the peanut butter on one yeah. and then the bread and butter on the other and put the two together. My and grandmother loved that. No, that and then there's obviously the, the peanut butter and fluff. So yeah. right. my grandmother always buttered her bread before she put peanut butter on it. Nice. I've done that too. Like where you where you do toast, peanut butter, and then you smear the butter on top of the peanut butter so it all melts together. Yeah. You're gonna get go like one of those. Yeah. But for our listeners, should decide what you yep. want to do and just make a decision. Yeah, that would work better yeah. if you weren't buffering. I know. Basically. <laughs> Jack's like God. <laughs> I know I got a hard wire this internet. Learn how to make Jack's peanut buffer sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh so let's move it on. Guys. What uh what are we watching? <laughs> he threw me off the, and it worked perfectly, I think. <laughs> I I did not watch this week's uh Mando. Bad, Bad Batch and Mando yet. Neither have I. I think the only thing I've watched this week is Monday Night Raw. So, um, actually, I want to actually go back and forth real quick with Kev. So, a couple weeks ago with Bad Batch, we can talk about that one a little bit. What What did you think with Crosshair when they said he needs a medic? Did you like that, like remember that part in that episode? Like that was just like he's showing human uh, the human side of him a little bit. It's like, oh my god, is he turning a little bit? Like, what's going on here? I want to get your take on that a little. Well, bit. Well, yes, I mean. Uh, so the clones, yeah, that's that's the way he would have worked with with Clone Force ninety nine, but the clones work differently together than the conscripts. They they're just you know basically automatons taught to you know go out there and you know be cannon fodder. The clones that was never that was never their purpose. They were actually trained, you know, for battle and how to help each other and how to succeed. So that was part of his training. That was that was something learned, and and I think I think he is getting getting, and this isn't the first one, but he is getting a rude awakening on who he decided to side with, and I think he's starting to understand that he made the wrong choice. Well, it's pretty cool because we got this week, and then next week is the season finale because you have a two part episode, which is going to be really cool. Oh. Um, I don't want to spoil it for anybody that still wants to watch the season, but like I have, have an idea how the season's going to end. But it's de- definitely a really good show for sure. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Uh, did you like last week's episode where they were on that planet just yeah. eating and like it was a type of – it's a good show. It's a feel-good show for sure. But no, not feel-good. But um, no, it's got the, all the emotions and all that. But other yeah. than – yeah, go ahead. It's neat how um, how Tech uh, is – you know, developing a, a bit of a thing for the, the, I forget her name. Um, oh yeah. Uh, what's the, what's the I woman's forget, I forget name? her name too, but like, um, did you see him smile though? Tech was mm-hmm. actually smiling. I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, that's, that's different. Um, yeah. but that's pretty cool though with that. But, and then, um, little curveball though. I'm watching unsolved mysteries with Robert Stack too, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> so but i was so excited because like you're watching this like late at night at one and two in the morning the murder mystery and they're like in syracuse new york i'm like turn off 
I can't do this shit anymore. <laughs> it's like this, <laughs> because like, but it happened in like 1984. But it's like I don't give a fuck. It's in Syracuse, New York. I don't want to see this. So, but he's got that mystique. He's got that creepy voice. But that's a cool show to watch and all that. So, along with Bad Batch and we all watching Mandalorian though. Not today's though. Like I, I, I didn't see today's. Yeah, yeah. But we're all we saw. Yeah. Can we can we do talk we, about what, what we saw last week? Sure. Stars. What did you say? What what was in the Not water? Not the Mandalorian. You you saw him at the bottom of the the lake. <laughs> I, Are we talking about? Yeah, you know, I mean, it was a good story. I was just like, in short seasons like this, man, he better come back in a big way and be everything we saw better be super super fucking important to the rest of this season because I don't know why we wasted an entire episode following this guy around. Are we talking about the lightsaber popsicles? <laughs> I, we're talking about the whole episode. Yeah, I know, I know. I know. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're talking about the week before, I think. And you're talking about uh Dr. Pershing. Yeah. Oh, well, that was last week's. He said yeah. last week. So yeah. No, you're right. You're no, right. I got confused. I, I'm I I'm I kind of I kind of forgot about that. Yeah, exactly. I, well, yeah. Yeah. There's got to be yeah. some sort of payoff to that. I mean, I'm not That's... saying any of it was bad, but, you know, it was just, you know, hey, let's focus on a character we haven't seen, I don't know, what, season one? Season one. But they didn't. The, the focus was on the fact that the Empire is still strong. That was the focus. I kind of thought the Empire was still strong. I, I don't know. But that was the focus. It doesn't matter what, doesn't matter what the, what the, you know, this, this new Republic is. The Empire is still strong. Yeah, well, and you know, Katie it doesn't O'Brien, matter that the show's called The Mandalorian. I mean, it's it's I a Star Wars story. It's about Star Wars. It's about the universe. Like it's still The Mandalorian, but honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. Emily's liking this season, but I'm like, eh. I'm not really loving the season. <laughs> well, today's it's, episode it's... was fantastic. Okay, oh, is it going to be? Yeah, fucking yeah, amazing. I watched things. Okay, good. Okay, spoiler free. It was good though. You're saying, okay, I hope it brings oh, yeah. it back. Like the I, first three episodes, they're good, but it's like, nah. Like I want to get my. I'm a big ahead. fan of the Mandalorian. I really am. I mean, Paul will tell you, I'm a huge fan, but I'm a bigger fan of Star Wars, and they're giving us backstory that we've never had before. They're showing us things that we've never seen before. They're taking an opportunity to take this story in the, in a, in the direction that you know that it's always been going in that people have never seen. And I think, and I, I understand I think that. It's fantastic. But <laughs> if this was a show about some rebels or something like that, I think it would make more sense. The Empire has a, I'm not saying they don't have an effect, but it's it's not the main thing so far in the story of the Mandalorian. Maybe it's going to be. But you know, it, it's never it's never felt like it was the main focus. You know, he's kind of off in his own corner of the universe doing his own thing. And occasionally he has a skirmish with the Empire or something like that. It's 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 always the thing. It's it's what the whole story's about. It's it's good and evil. It's mm-hmm. it's Star Wars. That's what Star Wars is. It's good and evil. And the Mandalorians sit right in the middle. And you I know? told you where I think that's tying back into Kev. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your I take think, on it, Paul? I think it's completely appropriate. I think I think we're getting uh, the the fact that Katie O'Brien's character is still alive. It, it surprised the hell out of her, and I, I don't know if you've seen any interviews with her, but she was just blown away that she actually got ca- called back. 
Um, but uh, I, I just think it's fantastic. I don't think she's a great actress, personally. I, I like her, but I don't think she's a great actress. Um, it, it just, it, she was not a lead. And I think that's what people have a problem with. She, she's not a great lead. Um, but I think I think the purpose of her story is important to everything. Mm-hmm. Anyway, go ahead. I think uh, she's still working for Moff Gideon. Mm-hmm. Well, I to eliminate. We kind of know that, don't the, we? The, the, the people episode. he was working for, it's his bosses. He yes. has to come back at, at the end of the season. Like Somebody I work with says Thrawn's going to come back at the end of this season in Mandalorian 2. I was like, I don't see that. I don't so. know if we see that here, and if we do, it's just going to be a teaser for Ahsoka. For people that are going to a celebration this year, I can't guarantee it, but I think they're going to get to see the first episode of Ahsoka this year, next I month, which would so. be awesome. I <laughs> hope so. I hope they did for them what they did for us with Kenobi. Absolutely. They have to. No, they don't. Well, they they can do whatever they want to do for sure, but like Rosaria Dawson, I think they've already finished the season. It's already done. It's in post-production. It's ready to go. And I can just, Kev knows where I'm going with this because Dave Filoni, when he does his interviews, like, oh, what's going on, guys? Let's show the first episode. Like, he'll just, like, freak you out, and then it'll, it'll surprise you with that. Because mm-hmm. he did that with Tales of a Jedi at Celebration. Like, you saw the first episode, and you saw the first two episodes of Kenobi. Like, Star Wars Celebration, it just gets bigger and bigger each year. Yes, it's expensive, but Kevin and I know they spoil you, and we're going to the next one in 2025. They can have all my money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got brainwashed and we're fine with it too. Yep, I am. Okay. I watched um, two movies this week along with a bunch of survival stuff. Um, actually, uh, I have to bring this up. Outlast on Netflix. You got to watch this. Um, my wife found it. Um, I went and watched it. It's only eight episodes. Uh this is basically ever anyone ever watch that series alone? I think it's on the History Channel. Basically, they they take you know like sixteen survivalists and they put them in their own camps alone, like in a in a really tough place. They actually they're responsible for all their own filming and everything. They have to do the filming, and whoever lasts the longest wins. So unlike Naked and Afraid, where it's kind of gimmicky, I mean, this is people actually living out in you know like fucking. Alaska or whatever trying to make it for a season this is basically a cross between alone and maybe survivor I don't even think that's fair basically they put all these people out there and they they have to they have to be in teams you can't win the game unless you're part of a team and the rules stop there like you actually see some of the worst of humanity come out in this thing because there is literally no rule saying that they can't go burn down somebody's camp or, or what it's, it's cut through. It doesn't start out that way, but as you start to see who some of the contestants really are, it gets nasty. And I mean, we like these kind of shows. They're, they're kind of fodder for me to play games on my phone and look up mm-hmm. every once in a while. I was riveted to this thing for all eight episodes. I couldn't wait to watch the next one until we got to the end and great story. Um, check it out. It's on Netflix. Uh, beyond that, watched cocaine bear last week. Nice. Um, I'm not upset that I watched it. I will tell you that it tried too hard to be both comedy and horror and wasn't it was neither 
scary enough or funny enough to really stick the landing still worth watching it's an interesting story but they they didn't they didn't get the balance right um the other thing i i started watching i haven't finished yet is uh everything everywhere all at once obviously because it won all the awards and uh, we started watching it and we haven't had a chance to finish it because we got interrupted halfway through and other shit's been going on um not sure if my wife wants to finish it because i'll tell you it's a fucking weird movie the fact that this won an award blows my mind, but it's also weird in the most complicated and clever and amazing writing way. You're just, you're going to see shit in this movie you've never seen on screen before. You're going to laugh out loud and it all ends up making sense. Like the first 20 minutes, 30 minutes of the movie, you're like, this doesn't make any sense. And then they start pulling it all together. I, I don't know how it's going to end. But if it goes in the direction it's going, I understand why it won, because it seems like it is a masterpiece of storytelling. And they really throw you into a place where you really don't understand what the fuck is going on. Right from the beginning, having characters speaking in English and Chinese and throwing subtitles up at you in the same conversation. It's almost like it's designed to confuse you so that when the main character gets to the point where the weird shit starts happening, you're just as confused as her are or she is. And you get fed little bits of information just like she does. And about the time she starts to understand what's going on, so does the audience. And that is nice. fucking brilliant. I've never seen that done before. Um, laugh out loud stuff. I got to say, Paul, um, is it kid friendly? I mean, I don't think you're going to see anything bad, but there was a surprise appearance by some very big dildos that, that threw us. <laughs> um, not used in any sexual way, but definitely used in a violent way. And if you're okay with your kids seeing dicks, I mean, <laughs> fake dicks, uh, I, I don't know. I just, you have to check this out if you haven't. I mean, right. I think it, it's on Hulu now, I believe. So, um, great, great movie. I de definitely, there, I've only watched half of it and I understand why it won the Academy Award. Nice. Hmm. nothing jack other than star oh. wars so unsolved mysteries i mentioned earlier oh that's right sorry corbs no, cor there you go. <laughs> nothing <laughs> you know cocaine bears are based on a true story right yes yeah. right. i i lost respect for that movie when i saw they had one of the guys that does like he got famous for being on tiktok doing uh pretending he worked at ikea I think he was um, the ambulance driver or something. Oh, Mustache yeah, guy. he's he, barely an impact. If that's what's holding you back, don't let it hold. Uh, no, it's holding me back is that I just there's other stuff I'd rather watch before that. But I do want to see it out of curiosity. But I haven't yet. I think I'm going to go see uh, Dungeons and Dragons this weekend. Is it doing this? Come out this weekend? Um, they're doing Next a Wick, John Wick comes out this weekend. Yes, uh, they're doing a one showing only sneak preview on Sunday of Dungeons and Dragons, and then so. no one will ever see it in a theater again. Well, uh, the thirty first it comes out. Uh, it's actually uh, from what I'm seeing with Rotten Tomatoes and everything, it's getting good reviews. But we'll see when it gets wide release. Yeah, getting fantastic reviews out of uh, Australia and all that. So ninety one per ninety one percent on Rotten Tomatoes is what they're saying. It's supposed to be funny action adventure. If you're not even, if you know Dungeons and Dragons, you'll be you'll be entertained. If you don't know Dungeons and Dragons, you'll still be entertained. It's 
they've got it so, so that's that going to be different than any of the other dungeons and dragons movie oh very much so entertained. but this yeah. one doesn't have a wayans brother in it ah okay Are you sure i mean they should Are be going sure? like leaning into that <laughs> um but that's that's all I, i've got to add to it i got nothing so, okay I'm grabbing what? my my little notepad that I Perfect. need for after the show. So. Is it nugget time? I think it is. Well, fucking nuggets, man. All right. Ooh. You know, sometimes you lie in bed at night and you don't have a single thing to worry about. That shit worries me. All the time. Good night, everybody, and mega buggy bitches. This has been a Geek Pod Network production.